0: Welcome along to the Sporting Heroes podcast. My name's Matt Jones, and my guest for this episode is somebody who's an absolute legend at Tranmere Rovers. He made nearly 350 league appearances for them, winning two promotions a Leyland Daff, and playing in Europe in the Anglo-Italian Cup as well. It's a warm welcome to Dave Higgins. Afternoon, Matt. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's great to have you on. And, uh, well, as I said in the intro there, what a career you had.
1: Well, it started from non-league and just worked my way up. I mean, Brian Hamilton was the first to sign me. I was there a couple of years, left for a year after a back operation. And then Johnny King called us up. I was sort of in the right place at the right time, if you like. When
0: did it become a realistic possibility that you could be a professional footballer? Had it been something you'd always dreamed of being?
1: Absolutely. I mean, when you leave school and you go and see your headmaster, uh, your what you want to be? What you want to be? You tell them what you want to be. Listen, lad, you haven't got you know, much chance to have hundreds of thousands of kids say that. I've always had that as a dream. But uh, I had a long, long way to go before I had to achieve what I needed. I had to get, like fitter, stronger, you know, more skill, keep training, keep doing things the right way. And hopefully one day it was going to come.
0: Well, that chance came in 1983 um, and you were 22 by then. So that's reasonably old to be entering the game nowadays. But back then, I'm guessing that was quite common.
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, if if you look back at the, uh, besides Vardy now, who, who's recent, he was late starting, likes of uh, Fleetwood, etc. You have the right and, you know, uh, the left back for England. super was So you always have it in the back of your mind. You don't look at your age. You just keep going and doing the right things. And hopefully, scouts are about always looking and learning. And, you know, it's always a possibility you've got to keep positive.
0: There must have been a point in your career, though, when you were quite young, when you thought, maybe it's not going to happen for me.
1: You do, but when you played with a team that was so good, we won everything. We had other players who went on further than me, and you know went into the football league, etc. We we were such a good team. We were having scouts every other week watching it. You know, so that made a hell of a difference. And hopefully to take it another step further.
0: So who else were you playing with at that age?
1: Uh, Tony Kelly, who was at Wigan, who was at Here Bolton. Um, Lee Turnbull come a little bit later than me at uh, Saint Dominic's. Um, there's quite a few to be fair. Uh, Frankie Gamble, I don't know if you remember him. He went to Derby County when he was about 18. So he was there looking, you know, and quite a few lads made it.
0: So you obviously had that pedigree. You joined Tranmere in 1983. You stay there for a couple of years before moving on to South Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you did go to South Liverpool, did you think perhaps then that the chance had gone?
1: Absolutely, yeah. You always you know, think that. Though, yeah, I've had me go for a couple of years part time. I know I was still part time. Like a lot of the lads that's traveling part time. Only played about twenty two games, but um, went to Southland. Through Steve McMahon their uh, brother was there. John, I-, I knew him quite okay, like because uh, he was there, keeping himself fit. I had a chat to him. He wanted to go as a coach at and, and then um, you know he, he said you just got to be positive. He was, I was, and, you know, we were up for it. And hopefully things were going to turn. You just keep going.
0: And then things did turn when in 1986 you mm. moved to Carnarfon, who were managed by a certain Johnny King.
1: Yeah. I got a phone call off Kenny Jones, and he, he was like Johnny King's assistant to be, like, still playing and asked him to like to go. So I said, it's a bit fun, you know, um, Johnny King gets on the phone. He was zinging all the time, honest to God. He wasn't let go. And in the end, I said, go on then. A few Liverpool lads were signing anyway. um, And we'd go in one car. And it wasn't too bad. Managed to get the third round of the FA Cup. And um, done really well in the league, but never won it. And uh, he said to me, I was going to go to New Zealand in January to play football. He said, don't leave. I've got a job in football. I can't tell you too much. Kept Tramier in the league. He he left Carnarvon to go to Tramier. Kept Tramier in the league. And he kept his promise and took me to uh, me in the uh,
0: July. It'd be interesting to know what that kind of reaction would have been like nowadays to you re-signing for Tranmere, Dave. Because you would kind of, as you say, you'd had that chance a few years earlier and then you dropped out of the Football League to, to carry on your career. And I can only imagine kind of that the trolls on social media this day would not be happy at such a signing these days. But boy, did you go on and prove your worth.
1: Well, at the time, to be fair, Matt, I think I had a six or seven-match ban from the Welsh FA. (laughs) And I was Peter Johnson. We always have a chat to him upstairs. I was his first signer evidently, with this ban in hand. So can you imagine that on top of re-signing a player who'd left? I mean, Johnny King took three three or four of us from Carnarvon. He had a big bunch of lads who were ex Football league, like Jamarc McCarrick, he had other lads who'd been a little bit higher, and you know it was a good mixture. But everyone wanted to f- play for him, fight for him, because he had that sort of personality where you go, I like this man. He's sort him good football, good sense. He-, he knows what you want to do, and you give him, you give a hundred percent for him. Luckily, I managed to get into the team and stay there for a while.
0: Why were you banned for so long?
1: We have to tell you, Matt <laughs> <laughs> It's just a, a accumulation of Buchans to be fair. And Buchans and then oh well, I went on loan to Ellesmere Poor for about two months when I was at South Liverpool and I, I well, kept getting Buchans then. They were playing me in the centre of the midfield, you know. I was going in for tattles, which I shouldn't have been, booking after booking, So it just got on top of them, where they said, Look, you've had like 15 bookings, Every five bookings, or six, you were getting, you know, two or three game match fan, So it got to like 18 bookings, and you had to do something drastic. And I think
0: that's what it was. Uh, Let's talk about your time at Tranmere then, because uh, you arrive in 1987 after they have stayed Mm -hmm. in the league under Kingy. And from then on, the only way was up. Wembley the next year in the Mercantile Credit Tournament and then Mm -hmm. promotion the year after. Wembley again the next year Mm -hmm. and an LDV Vans Trophy win or whatever it was called then, Leyland Daff. Uh, And then the next year, you're runner-up in the Leyland Daff, but you get promoted.
1: Yeah, it was all go on it. I mean, that mercantile credit to took it off. It was the two best teams out of each division that went into that. So, yeah, Wimbledon Liverpool, Tottenham, ourselves, and others, you know, Newcastle, Forest. And then um, we went there and played like a matter of three or four times in like a weekend or a week. It was ridiculous. But the support that we had, they were amazed. They just wanted to go to Everyone um, and say, we've seen our team there. We had lads coming in. You didn't get a lot of loan players then, Matt, which didn't half help us. You had players playing for the club who wanted to stay there, wanted to re-sign. And we had academy players, real good, quality academy players coming through. So if you put all that mixture together, great ingredients for pushing on all the time.
0: What was it like playing at Wembley for the first time?
1: Oh, good God. But you go the day before to have a look at the pitch, and and you are in order. You go in the dressing rooms, you know, International World Cup winners have been in there and that tunnel seems to go on and on and on. Then you see this little thing in front of you at your eye level. As you get to the same height of it, you go, oh my word, the amount of times I've seen this on the TV. This is just why you play football. It was amazing.
0: You must have at times been pinching yourself at just how far you'd come in such a short space of time. In 1987, when you left Carnarvon, uh, you had been a non-league footballer. By 1991, you were playing in what is the equivalent of the championship.
1: Well, as I say to you, you never give up. You always be positive, And that's the way my I, I always think. I'm always willing to learn. I will listen to people who are willing to give me good advice. And I think if you have that, with a little bit of ability as well, and good top quality players next year who are fighting for the same cause, I think you can go on as far as you want to go on in life let alone football, so that was a good uh, accumulation for me, and that's why, didn't think about it when we got promoted to our world, that's the end of it, even when we missed out on the Premiership three times, Matt, we were still up for it again, you know, it didn't knock us back, Kingy, another academy, another two, three academy players, another sign, and, you know, from a top quality team like is Pat Nevin, we kept, pushing and pushing and it's very, very important that you keep going on and don't sit still because other teams will overtake you and that's why we achieve so much.
0: What was that team like to be a part of though, playing at the heart of a defence with someone like Steve Vickers alongside you or Sean Garnett, having likes of Nolan, Brannan, Irons, Aldridge, Morrissey, Muir, Nevin in the team, you could go on and on and on. There are many that have missed out. What a side it was.
1: Oh, Amazing, all good quality, all knew the jobs, all got told what they expected of them, and they'd done exactly what they were told. If anyone was sort of slacking, you'd let them know. I changed the way I played, but always outdone, and that took me into good stead playing matches. You'll find a lot of the lads who come here, Kingy knew about the personalities, they were winners. Lads coming through, they were winners. Johnny King himself was a winner, as was Ronnie Moore, his assistant at the time. Everyone was ready for a good, hard fight. Anywhere you like. Non-league amateur in the FA Cup, everything. We were off for everything. Even against the top quality teams, Premiership, who used to come to, um, you know, Clinton Park, the likes of Middlesbrough, you had Gary Pall- Pallister playing, Tony Moby, you had Tottenham coming with Lineker and Gaston. We were off for anything that was put in front of us. That was down to Jolly King and a good, very good mixture of quality players.
0: And we'll move on to your sporting hero in a moment, but I've got to ask you about Kingy. Uh, what a manager, what a character.
1: Well, I wouldn't have got where I did unless he, he come calling, you know. He, he didn't have to take me there. I was another sign for him that had left me uh, previously. He knew what he wanted. He knew how to get the best out of people. Stuck to his word with me. I was willing to give him 150% of me be, And everything else just flowed from there. But what a man, what a character. And everyone looked up to him.
0: And obviously there are a lot of stories about Kingy, um, the way he spoke, uh, the way he kind of put across his tactics and the way he wanted his players mm. to do things on the pitch. Is mm. there a particular line that stands out for you?
1: He, he always said, don't stand still. We used to have like a big board in the room before a game and he'd have like a felt-tip pen and he'd have all the players' names. And he tell you what he does, what he doesn't do. This is what I want you to do. Go out and destroy people. The forwards, this is how you get a place. He was always into detail. You know what I mean, Matt? You know about his sayings, the ships. I can see land. There's a bird with a twig. We're nearly there. We're nearly at the end of our journey. All of them standing stand in good stead. You take that with you when you forget they get out of football. They're just things like that stick. Because they're so positive. i let you know that you can do things like that. He gives you the sort of, a great sort of fight. You can achieve what everyone else is. Never stand still. And the man was just amazing with everyone.
0: He certainly was. It's Radio City Talk. My name's Matt Jones and Tranmere legend Dave Higgins is joining me to pick his sporting hero. So let's get on to your sporting hero. Obviously a massive football fan growing up. Piggy. Who was it that you wanted to emulate?
1: Well, he was called crazy horse. I've never seen a footballer with so much enthusiasm. You could have paid him £2 a week. It wouldn't have bothered him, the way the wages are now in football. He was an athlete. He was pacey. He could use either foot. He could score goals. He capped England. Emlyn News.
0: What a player he was. Um, yeah. 474 league appearances for Liverpool over 12 years at Anfield, and during that time he managed to win four uh, First Division titles, an FA Cup, two European Cups, two UEFA Cups, a Super Cup as well. Uh, this guy did it all in a red shirt.
1: When he bought him from Blackpool, he was about 18, you know, and he ran up and got him. Bill £65,000, Matt. He must have been the find of the decade in the 70s. He must have been unbelievable. Went into the first team, scored some... Brilliant goals either foot, pile drivers from outside the box. His enthusiasm is willing to win. And you know what? He enjoyed it, didn't he? Every time you see him, he had a smile on his face. And when he lifted a trophy, he, he was like, this is unbelievable. I can't believe what I'm doing. And he never stood still. He kept pushing and pushing. And this it goes back to Kingy. He wants more. He's got a trophy. He wants more. Excellent player, excellent attitude.
0: Is there anything that he had in his game that you tried to put into your own?
1: Enthusiasm and enjoy the game. I mean I, I didn't have a very good left foot, I had a right foot. Matt, he could play in this day and age, he was an athlete. He honestly, he, he had a great engine up and down the pitch. He the foot, great in the air, quick. You know, if I had half of his attributes I'd be well, I could have went even further in football, but unfortunately never. But well, he had so much and kids to learn from and his enthusiasm and his sort of willingness to learn was just amazing.
0: What was it like watching him play?
1: Brilliant. I remember in the cop all the time, come on, we're out, come on, we in, you're not seeing nothing like a mighty emblem. I remember seeing enough on the stands, you know, it was just absolutely brilliant. As soon as he got on the pitch as the captain, you could see the gleam in his face. He appreciated the crowd. We appreciated him. And he got the name Crazy Horse. of the way he played. He was crazy, all right. But my record, he throw a tackling in.
0: Um, did you ever meet him?
1: I didn't, no. I met Bill Shankley once, but I did not meet him in news. I would have loved to have. I've met Phil Thompson a few times, and I've asked him about him, and he's told me a couple of stories, how willing he was, how, how what an athlete he was, how quick he was, and great attitude.
0: An incredible player um, who is sadly no longer with us. Died at a very young age of 57 uh, in 2004. But just looking through his career, it shows uh, just what an incredible talent he was. Uh, a great sporting hero to have. Uh, some great memories from your career as well, Higgy. So thank you very much for joining me on Radio City Talk this afternoon.
1: No problem, Matt. I've enjoyed it. Thank you so much
0: the legend Dave Higgins, my guest on the Sporting Heroes podcast this week. My name's Matt Jones, and if you hit the subscribe button, you'll get a brand new one in your box every single week as and when we do them. On top of that, you can go back and listen to some of the brilliant episodes we've done in recent weeks too. The likes of Alan Navarro, former Liverpool man, joined me. Uh, So did Sophie Eccleston, England cricketer, and Rob Sloman, film producer. They picked some great stars as their sporting heroes. Go back and find out who.